Now let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac weighing heavily on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue and ready for the play. And boom, Onyejo Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good. The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is Hypnotic and Tequila season. Hypnotic Liquor, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. Welcome to NBA Today, presented by Levi's. Nate McMillan is out in Atlanta. We'll dive into Trey Young's point of view in the matter and who the Hawks may look to fill the role. Plus, we cannot wait to dive into some Victor Webbenyama talk with our draft experts, the latest on the 7'5 Parisian sensation. And Perk, Jalen, Momo, and I discuss all things load management, how the league can fix the issue that doesn't seem to be slowing down. Let's get it. Welcome, everybody, to NBA Today, presented by Levi's. I'm your girl, Chanel Gumake, holding it down here in L.A. for Malika Andrews. I'm surrounded by Jalen Rose, hey, Ramona Shelburne. With me here also is Kendrick Perkins, the author. We'll get to that later. He's a best-selling author. Yes, sir. Go cop my brother's book. Go get the book, and we'll talk about that a little <laughs> bit later in the show. And hold on, hold on, Chanel, Chanel. Oh, wait. Hold on, I, I just got a text. I oh, got a text. I think we have a little bit of breaking news. Well, you know, yeah. I need to tweet the person. You know, let me, let me, let me make sure about that. Okay. Yep. According to sources, Cheney Agumake, former number one overall draft pick, is re-signing with <laughs> the Los Angeles Sparks. Yeah! That's, that's oh, what yeah. I'm talking about. That's what Look I'm at that. About. I just had to make sure I got Y'all that right. Y'all are so cute. This, this is not like major, major breaking news. I'm very, very grateful. And y'all really even have yes. this ready. Let's go! Uh, oh, to rub the purple and gold yeah. again. I'm not going to lie. I'm one of them. Hey, guys. Yes, ma'am. Hey, appreciate you, Perk. The last few seasons for me have been like the hardest seasons. You all know the peaks and valleys of basketball. No. But nonetheless, I am grateful for this new chapter to be back with L.A., reunited with my uh, former coach, Kurt Miller. And oh, oh that's so sweet. Oh, wait, who's your source? Uh, you know I can't tell you that. You guys, exactly. already, you guys know what it is. You guys know what it is, my sister. <laughs> but thank you, guys. Uh, go L.A. Sparks. The WNBA has real momentum, and I'm grateful to still be a part of it. Absolutely. All right, uh, back to, I guess, you know, host mode, not just WNBA <laughs> player. Uh, let's talk about the breaking news out of Atlanta. The Hawks fired Coach Nate McMillan on Tuesday clearing the way for an immediate search for a new coach. McMillan and the Hawks were expected to part in the offseason, but ownership and management decided to make the change now with time left to still salvage a playoff season and start the pursuit for the franchise's next coach, sources said. And by the way, Nate McMillan, he had 99 wins and 80 losses during his tenure with the Hawks, but saw his win percentage decrease each season. One big reason why, the defensive end. Atlanta never finished higher than 18th in defensive rating over the last three seasons. Here's Stanford grad and Hawks GM Landry Fields this morning. As of late, um, my pulse and my read on this team and the changes that we're making and the things that we want to implement felt like this was the, the time to make a change. And um, I believe we can get a lot better. I think that this is an, a very talented roster. And looking at our record, it's, it's not acceptable with what I believe this roster can be. So. That's why we're, we're trying to make a change to level up. We are immediately and aggressively looking at other candidates. And that could be uh, before the season ends, that could be this summer, but we're trying to get a jump on it. 
So, Ramona, what can you tell us about the timing for this decision for the Hawks? Well, look, a lot of teams wait until the offseason to make moves like this. The Hawks have lost four or six going into the break. They're sitting at eight right now. This is a team that's underachieved, at least from their own expectations. And the teams behind them, Toronto and Washington, they're, they're coming. And so if you're going to make a change now, then you have a chance to have a – Joe Prunty will be the interim coach. You'll have a chance to have a little bump here as they go into the – as they try to make a playoff run. But the other reason why, and this is as our A.J. Wojnarowski reported yesterday, Quinn Snyder, probably the most attractive head coach on the market. That you get a jump on him now from all the other teams that might wait until the offseason to fire their coach and have a, a large search here. So Quinn Snyder, former coach of the Utah Jazz, just sitting there in Texas, sitting, waiting, plotting his next move, deciding when and where he might want to coach again. The logic makes sense to try to get a jump on their next head coach. I agree with that. But if you Quinn Snyder, you got to wait to see where Victor goes before you make a decision unless somebody's going to give you a blank check. Um, the other thing I want to say about the Hawks, they have a dynamic backcourt. Trey Young has shown me that he's a franchise, legitimate franchise player. Scores the ball, assists. DeJounte Murray is a terrific addition to that team. But a couple of dominoes didn't happen for the Hawks. Yep. When you draft Cam Reddish, you need that to work. It didn't work. When you get DeAndre Hunter in your building, you want him to, he's been a productive player, but you wanted him to be a more dominant player. And it seems like the last couple of years, it's all about Trey Collins, Trey Collins. I like him with Trey. He's not having his best season, but ultimately you're trying to get back what you got a couple of years ago, where they outplayed expectations. Yep. So now when you make it to the conference finals, it's like we should be doing that every year. And so you're now trying to reach for something that you were already ahead of the curve. So I'm not necessarily mad at it. I just hope Nate McMillan lands on his feet. So, yeah, I think a lot of the conversation centers upon that unrealistic a little bit expectation that they're supposed to be in, you know, Eastern Conference finalists every year. The guys have a lot of confidence. That's what Trey Young plays with. Perk, what are the actual realistic expectations for the Hawks? Well, well let me say this, Janae. Didn't the Hawks two years ago go to the Eastern yep. Conference Finals under the leadership of Nate McMillan. And now you look at this roster, and to me, Ed Murray was a serious upgrade. They have the pieces to compete. So to, in my opinion, I understand that it seems like that Nate McMillan lost the locker room. But here's the thing that I, here's the thing that I have a problem with right now. Right? Y'all know how I feel about Trey Young. He's one of the most disrespected superstars in the game today. But players on this team, I watched this team play. Their body language sucked while Nate McMillan was trying to coach and hold them accountable. And now today, we didn't have, they didn't have two African-American coaches get fired, right? And I get it. Coach Lloyd wasn't doing a great job. Nate McMillan came in and was doing a decent job. But my thing is, is this. He was trying to hold those guys accountable, okay? And right now, I'm looking at this roster, and not physically, but mentally, they're softer than funeral music when it comes down to be held accountable. And so the players need to understand or try to realize what the hell are they trying to accomplish? Like, is, is it a bunch of individuals who are trying to make all-star games and all-NBA teams? Or is it a team that actually have championship aspirations? I kind of feel like 
Coach Nate McMillan got the short end of the stick on this one. I really felt like he didn't deserve to lose his job because he's trying to hold guys accountable to, to, to make sure that they get the team goal and not individual goal. So now, I don't want to hear nothing else. No more excuses. The guy that comes in place, Trey Young has to deliver in great, in great fashion. Murray has to deliver in great fashion. Clint Capella, Collins, and uh, uh, Bogdanovich, they have to, to deliver in great fashion. I, I really didn't like this, this, this fire, and I didn't think Coach Nate McMillan deserved it. Yeah, without Coach McMillan, now all eyes are going to be on Trey Young. And as you mentioned, you said bad body language and also, you know, lost the locker room. There were reports of turmoil between McMillan and the face of the franchise and Trey. Ramona, what does this move really signal about the future with Trey? Well, look, they, they fired their general manager and their coach in the middle of the season. DeJounte Murray, who they traded a lot to get, only has one more year left on his deal, so he's evaluating the franchise. This is a franchise that is trying to reset itself, and you have Trey Young as the face of it now. When Lloyd Pierce was fired, and now Nate McMillan has been fired, they've both had incidents with Trey Young, and so at some point, there comes a question of maybe it's you, right? Like, is if, if there's another coach who comes in here and doesn't get along with Trey, or they don't take a step forward, then it, it, the the focus becomes more on him and his relationship with coaches. But I'm with you, Perk. I, I, I think Trey gets disrespected a lot and, and, and undeservingly. And when they made it a couple years ago to the Eastern Conference Finals, they made it ahead of schedule, right? And they that sometimes that's the best thing or the worst thing for a franchise because you make it and you expect to go back there again. They made it and because of that weird Ben Simmons series, right? Yeah. Where they couldn't hit the free throws. And they got there too soon without having built the foundation to stand on. Oh, we haven't seen Ben Simmons since then. <laughs> As a matter of yep. fact. And they lost Red Velvet. Kevin Hurdle. That is true. For the Kings. <laughs> yeah, that is mm -hmm. true. I do think yep. that it's not easy to carry the weight, especially as a young player of a franchise. But let's get a little good news in here and shift from east to west because all eyes are on Kevin Durant's impending debut for the Phoenix Suns. KD hasn't played since suffering an MCL sprain in his right knee on January 8th. The Suns' first game after the All-Star break is this Friday on ESPN against OKC, which is why we have to welcome in our ESPN senior writer. Brian Windhorse, who will be flying to Phoenix after today's show. And Brian, why did you update your travel plans? What are you hearing about the timeline for Kevin Durant's return to the floor? Yeah, Friday's game on ESPN against the Thunder. I'm not sure that's when we're going to see Durant make his son's debut. He hasn't played in six weeks. And I know he said over the weekend at Salt Lake City in the All-Star uh, festivities that his knee was feeling good. But there is a, a desire for Durant to get a five-on-five -five live contact workout tomorrow in Phoenix and then see how his knee reacts to that um, before yeah. you know proceeding to you know being activated. Now, Neither Durant nor the Suns are ruling out Friday's game, but I think the you know within within Durant's camp and within the team, there's an expectation that Sunday's game <clears throat> in Milwaukee, which is a Saturday afternoon ABC showcase game, or next week they play in Charlotte as part of a long road trip, uh, could be more likely than Friday against the Thunder. Thanks so much for the update, Wendy. Uh, Phoenix fans, they aren't the only ones excited to see Kevin Durant make his debut. It's going to be so much fun because if you see their owner, Matt Ishbia, he had some quotes to say about the future of the franchise. He told Sports Illustrated, this is not just about winning this year. Quote, we're going to win again in 27 and 29 and 31. We're going to try to win all the time. I'm not into planning to win phase. I'm into let's win today phase and let's win tomorrow phase. So basically, all we do is win 
win, win, win now that we've got <laughs> Kevin Durant back. So back with the full panel, Ishbia for sure does not lack confidence. Perk, do you think that the Suns are set up for a decade of dominance like we heard from their owner? <laughs> Hell no. <laughs> Hell no. Why should I? Right? And, and I get it. Look, I understand. Kevin Durant is one of, if not the best player in the world. I believe it's Giannis Antetokounmpo, but we could debate that all day long. But when it comes down to KD, right, the only time that he has allowed us to trust him is when he's playing alongside Steph Curry. Other than that, when he failed when he was playing with Russell Westbrook in the Oklahoma City Thunder, they did nothing when he had Kyrie Irving and James Harden. And now I understand you're going with arguably the best two guard in the league. You're, you're pairing alongside an agent, Chris Paul, and they must win now. But to say that like they could go on a, a, a multiple streak of winning titles, I haven't seen it yet. I haven't seen it with Kevin Durant. <laughs> actually could build the team and, and come there and actually be the leader without it already without the foundation already being laid okay we've got two sides to this uh, Jalen do you agree with Ishbia or do you agree with Perk well the, the one thing about this situation Perk is a, a couple of things that you mentioned is KD doesn't have to be the leader because that's Chris Paul they have a great coach in Monty Williams who's also going to hold people accountable and this is a turnkey situation the Suns made it to the Western Conference Finals and the NBA Finals two years ago. They were the number one seed in the West last year. Now they add KD. But here's the other thing that Matt Ishby is going to be able to unlock. Phoenix is a destination spot that they couldn't take advantage of under Robert Sarver because, you know, a lot of people just didn't respect him as an owner in a lot of ways. I think now they're going to be able to use Phoenix as an attraction to bring other players. So now when you see big free agents that are becoming that, are, that become available, they're now going to look to sign with the Suns. And lastly, Devin Booker's just entering in his prime. Mm. And you said he's the second best shooting, the best shooting guard in the game. And so I think the sky's the limit for their potential. You know what? That's an excellent point, Jalen, about him not needing to be the leader. When he has been at his best, when Kevin Durant has been at his best, it's when he played along somebody else or in an organization that had great leadership. That was with the Golden State Warriors, where they had Bob Myers, Steph Curry, Steve Kerr. And in Brooklyn, a lot of the issues that he talked about, a lot of the issues he had with the Nets were he just wants to show up and play ball. He doesn't want to manage Kyrie. He doesn't want to manage that locker room. And I think that is what he has set up to do in Phoenix. The question about the Suns, though, they actually have, even though they gave up a lot in that trade to get Kevin Durant, they actually do have more assets. We have to see where DeAndre Ayton fits into this situation here. If he doesn't fit in, I think he has some value if they want to look to retool and move him someplace else and, and, and see what they can get for him. Chris Paul's contract is only partially guaranteed for next year. Only $15 million of that is guaranteed. And they have what <laughs> you always hear from a new owner, enthusiasm. I remember sitting eight years ago when Steve Ballmer came into the league, and that, that press conference is something I'll never forget, that enthusiasm. <laughs> and it doesn't mean you're going to win. They haven't won since then. But when you have an owner who is enthusiastic, deep-pocketed, not, not afraid to take some swings, as they did in this, and they added $40 million to their luxury tax Ooh. in that story Brian and I reported a, a couple a week ago, they would he, even bat an eye. Yeah, $40 million, okay, sure. If you have an owner who's willing to do that, you, you might you have a good chance of being in contention. Yeah, Brian, where do you stand on it? Because you both did an excellent reporting on the matter. 
I'm not worried about 2031. I'm not worried about 2024. <laughs> this team is built to win this year in 2023. And that's why Durant wants to make sure he's okay when he gets out on the court. They have the firepower in a Western Conference that's wide open, and they're going to start doing it ASAP. Love it. And before we, you know, roll out of this, because we started with some WNBA news, some more news out of Arizona before we go. Brittany Griner, she's back in the gym wow. for the Mercury. A great sight to see. Welcome I am home, so BG. excited to share the floor with you, big sis, from H-Town. You know how it is when the season gets underway. Okay. Welcome back, BG. Now, still to come on NBA Today, we have, we have, we yeah. have, you better be, a new segment with our own Jalen Rose. What up? No. Why he has all eyes on Kyrie in my two-pack voice. Love it. And also Westbrook as the playoffs approach. Plus, it's never too early to be talking about the 2023 draft. Four months out, our experts on what makes Victor Webanyama the best prospect potentially ever. And load management. It's been a hot topic. Not like the store. A hot topic. Hear what our crew would do to fix that situation. Make sure you grab a snack and come on back. NBA Today with Chanae. Now let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac weighing heavily on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue and ready for the play. And boom, Onyejo Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good. The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is Hypnotic and Tequila season. Hypnotic Liquor, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. 10 seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships, your skills, your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? <laughs> Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash network, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash network. NBA Today is presented by Levi's, celebrating 150 years of the 501 gene. Welcome back to NBA Today, presented by Levi's. Back here with my big bro, Jalen Rose, and we've got a new segment Let's alert. What this up, though? That's it. What up, though? Emphasis, though, on the up, talking about everything trending upwards as the postseason approaches in the NBA. So, Jalen, let's start with team. Which team is trending up and why? So, Russell Westbrook didn't deserve the slander that he got, in particular when they called him a vampire. But this team that's now trending up, he's a part of it. And NBA players get judged by their contracts and their stats. Don't look at Russ as the $40 million Laker. Look at him as the minimum player for the Clippers. Ooh. He's going to bring great value. He's going to get a lot of open shots, in particular for their three shooters, Kawhi Leonard, Paul George, Norman Powell, Morris, Mann. All of these guys can knock down threes. And the other thing he's going to be able to do Get to the bucket and drop it off to Zubak and feed the big fella. I like what Russ is going to bring to the table. I wouldn't be surprised if adding him puts them in the conference final. Oh, and it's always nice when you get to stay home too, right? Okay, that's team. What about which players trending up? Oh, this guy name is Kyrie Irving. Ooh. As a matter of fact, there were two teams, I believe, that had multiple All-Stars this year. The Celtics and the Mavs. 
he and Luca, and they made the all-star team without playing together. <laughs> okay, Kyrie's been on his best behavior this year, in particular when KD went down with the Nets. He's a dynamic ball handler, great finisher, a champion, and he's playing for a contract. And I think the Mavs are going to do everything they can to woo him to stay. They have a Hall of Fame coach that was a great point guard in Jason Kidd, who's going to unlock this amazing backcourt. Kyrie's trending up. Yeah, the highest scoring duo in the NBA, Kyrie and Luka. So we did team, we did player. Which storyline is trending upward? The storyline that's trending up is this guy, oh. the Joker. While you were watching the All-Star game, think about this. He was the second from last starter picked. Does not let that and go And he picked himself. Head. I love it. Like, I ain't himself. going last. He's like, I ain't going last. <laughs> and here's why. He's not a hot flyer. He's not fast. But guess what he is? Effective. Mm. And he's so very effective that he's averaging over 10 assists, over 20 points, and over 10 boards. That's a triple-double, ladies and gentlemen, for a center. Luka has a chance to be in the same category as Russell, Chamberlain, and Bird. Okay. He's trending up, possibly, to win his third You know, I couldn't help myself. It's up, and it's yes, up, it and it's up, and it's stuck. Let's keep this What Up Doe segment uh, going, uh, but uh, uh, from uh. Big Perks and Momo's perspectives, too. Ramona, let's start with you. What's trending upward? Well, I think the, I'm with you on the Clippers, okay? I think they, when you go watch the Clippers, when they, they get up for teams when they play a big team, when it's a big game, but they have too many times where there's yeah, it's a random Tuesday in Charlotte, it's a random Tuesday against, where they, they're flat. And we, Russ is the kind of guy that will make that locker room perform on those kind of games. Plus, from a content perspective and a chemistry perspective, it was not that long ago. In 2019, Russell Westbrook, then in Oklahoma City, called up Kawhi Leonard, who was a free agent in Toronto, and said, hey, I, I might like to play with you. What do you think? And Kawhi said, oh, that's interesting, and uh, said, well, I, I think I'd rather play with the other guy. And that was what started the whole domino mm. where he calls Paul George, says, hey, Russ called me and wanted to play with me. <laughs> Don't get left behind. You should just come to me, with, come with me to L.A. That whole dynamic is now in the same locker room. Oh, absolutely. Oh, it's going to be fun. Uh, let's get Big Perk <laughs> in the building. Uh, what's up, though, in the NBA perspective with you, Perk? You know what? We talk about the Milwaukee Bucks, we talk about the Boston Celtics, and we even talk about the Cleveland Cavaliers and the Philadelphia 76ers when it comes to the East, the top dogs in the East, and we just keep disrespecting them goons from Dade County. <laughs> and I'm talking about Eric Spoelstra and the Miami Heat. When we think about last year, them going to the Eastern Conference Finals, they were a Jimmy Butler pull-up three away from advancing to the NBA Finals. And when I think about Jimmy Butler, look, he's not your typical regular season superstar player. But when it comes to the postseason, he instantly becomes a top five player in the league. I love the addition of Kevin love because now it gives them spacing to operate between him and bam out of the bio, out of bio <laughs> and then also when it comes down when it comes down to coaching right when it comes down to making adjustments in the seven game series I mean, are we really going to bet against Eric Spoelstra like that when it comes to game planning? He's one of the best in the game. 
Yo, Perk, you said top dogs in the East. I'm surprised you didn't mention the guy who's leading the NBA in scoring, Mr. Joel Embiid. For me, that's what's up. And by the way, I love this segment. What up, though? Got to yes, give the indeed. people what they want, right? What they need. Absolutely. Well, still to come on NBA Today, we're four months away from one franchise having their future changed forever, forever, ever, thanks to Victor Webanyama talking all things Wemby next. Plus, Perk and Jalen have some thoughts on load management, how our panel would fix the item that more and more fans are taking issue with. And our staff narrowed down the Western Conference top of the top, best moments from the first half of the season out West, best coach. Did any of these make the cut? Stay tuned. With everyone fighting for attention, how can your business stand out and connect with customers? Easy. Get Constant Contact. Constant Contact's award-winning marketing platform has helped millions of small businesses stand out, stay top of mind, and see big results fast. Constant Contact makes it easy to promote your business with powerful tools like email and SMS marketing, social media posting, and even events management. With Constant Contact, you'll reach new audiences, grow your customer list, and communicate more effectively to sell more, raise more, and fast-track growth. Don't know much about marketing? No sweat. Constant Contact's writing assistance tools and automation features help you say the right thing at the right time, every time. Plus, you can send with confidence knowing your emails are actually reaching your customers thanks to Constant Contact's best-in-class 97% deliverability rate. Tackle any challenge with Constant Contact's expert live customer support. Plus, everything's backed by their 30-day money-back guarantee. So get going and start growing your business today with a free trial at ConstantContact.com. Just go to ConstantContact.com right now. Constant Contact, helping the small stand tall. ConstantContact.com. <clears throat> ESPN Tournament Challenge is here. And guess what? I'm doing my bracket right now. Making picks, predicting upsets, winning my bracket group, and leaving my old life as a part-time voice actor behind. Hey, you never know. And if I can do it while recording this awesome commercial, you can too. Anyone can bracket. Download the ESPN Tournament Challenge app to play the number one bracket game. Presented by Capital One. Welcome back to NBA Today. Presented by Levi's. May I have your opinion about uh, Victor Wembanyama? Oh my. Wembanyama throwing it down. He certainly has all the attributes of a true game changer. Were you able to catch Victor Wembanyama last night? I did. I labeled like this unicorn thing. Everybody's been a unicorn over the last few years. He's more like, like an alien. No one has ever seen anyone as tall as he is, but as fluid. Put the ball on the floor, shoot step back jumpers on the post, step back threes, a generational talent. A three! Wee oui, wee! Oui. <laughs> wee oui, wee oui, indeed! For more on Victor, we are joined again by Brian Windhorst and NBA draft analyst Jonathan Gavoni. You both had quite the Christmas vacations as you went to Paris to see the French phenom Victor Webanyama in person. So starting with you, Brian, what was your biggest takeaway from seeing Victor in real life? Uh, he is basically a Kevin Durant skills-wise with Kareem Abdul-Jabbar's body. Um, it's We've never really seen 
this type of um, you know phenomenon of an athlete. Um, it's absolutely captured the attention of everybody in the NBA, the players as you just heard from, certainly the front offices, and it's captured a lot of uh, of you know France, who he is now one of the most recognizable celebrities in all of France, even though basketball is definitely secondary there to soccer. So um, he is a phenomenon. Obviously, there's no such thing as a can't miss prospect. I, I just don't believe that. But he's as exciting as a guy coming out into the NBA draft as we've seen since LeBron James. Absolutely. And Jonathan, nobody, I mean, nobody, baby, nobody on planet Earth scouts the globe like you do. What stands out to you about the way that Victor is preparing to be the top pick in the upcoming draft? He's basically an NBA player in France right now. I've never seen a guy who is preparing for the draft the way that he is. I mean, every aspect of his life is being managed, you know, talking about his sleep, what he eats, um, his workouts, just working on his body every single day, um, uh, the coaching that, that he's been surrounded with, the teammates, everything has been catered to best prepare him not only to be the number one pick in the draft but to be an all-star player from day one a guy who affects winning at the highest level and who takes a pretty bad team most likely to the playoffs that's my prediction what's going to happen next year look if you want to prepare yourself as a pro athlete doing some bear crawls doing some crunches he's committed and jonathan i want to play some video that you actually helped unearth for us this right here is nine-year-old victor number 15 in blue I want to roll the video. What does this video tell you about the player that Victor has become? I mean, it just tells you that this is how hard it is to scout a nine-year-old and to know what he's going to become. He can barely <laughs> run. I mean, his feet are so big. Uh, he. <laughs> he, his skill is very poor. Obviously, honestly, like he doesn't know how to handle the ball. He's throwing it away here. But the competitiveness that he shows, you know, the team scores, boom, throws it on the ground. He's so mad at himself. And the teammate that he is, just watching him on the bench, seeing him interact with all of his friends, um, it's just wonderful. It's uh, it's a heartwarming thing. But look how tall he is. He's nine years old playing against 11-year-olds here. He's by far the biggest guy on the court right now. But, uh, yeah, this was incredible footage to watch. And it's an era that we're entering where these type of players every moment of their life is going to be captured on film. Absolutely. Thank goodness for glow ups, right? Uh, Brian, you've talked to a lot of the teams that are interested in drafting Victor. Are there any concerns about him staying healthy when he gets to the league? I want to thank Jonathan for bringing me into the world of watching nine-year-old film because this was a first <laughs> for me, but it was still fascinating. Uh, the first thing that you're going to say about Victor after you are awed by his size, because he is seven foot five in shoes, okay, uh, one of the tallest people who's ever walked the planet, is that you're going to be worried about his injury, especially since a player who was built similar to him and Chet Holmgren just suffered a foot injury before playing a single game after being taken number two overall. There is nothing that can be done that is going to assuage you of the injuries. All I can tell you is this. His people around him have been working for years now to protect him specifically his feet. They know that a player of this size, they're worried about foot injuries. They've had a three-year plan to strengthen and protect his feet. And they have also taken great pains to not put a lot of weight on him. I know that's what everybody is going to say the first time they see him in the NBA. Get in the weight room. That is not what they're going to do, and they have a reason for that. They do not want him to add too much bulk to his bones as they're still growing to protect them from stress fractures. So. 
Of course, nobody can predict what's going to happen with his injuries, but everything in the modern world to, be, to prevent that is being done and has been done for a long time. That's a really interesting perspective, Wendy, sort of taking the reverse approach. And just for anyone that wonders, here's a reminder on how the lottery system works. The bottom three teams each year have a 14% chance at the top pick. <laughs> Rockets, let's go. While the fourth and fifth teams each have better than a 10% chance at, to get the top pick. Now, Jonathan, in talking to Victor, does he have have a preference on where he would like to play? So, Wendy and I actually brought this up with him at a lunch that we were at. We said, hey, you know, you're in a rare position where you actually have some leverage here in terms of potentially being able to dictate where you go. If you don't like the team that gets the number one pick, maybe you can say, hey, I'm going to sign with Real Madrid, trade my rights. And he shot that down like before the sentence even finished, came out of my mouth. He said, there is no wrong situation. There are no wrong teams. He sincerely believes that he's going to take even a bad team and make it great. And I think he actually prefers going to a situation where everything is built around him the way it is now in Paris. And so I think he he really did not seem to care, you know, about, you know, whether it was Charlotte or Houston or San Antonio. He basically said, let me know where I'm going. We're going to get to work afterwards. Interesting. And Jonathan, you also released your first mock draft for 2024. And look who's at number 10, Bronny James. What makes him the 10th best prospect in your mind? Well, this is a very underwhelming high school class, one of the worst that I've seen in the last 20 years. But Bronny James is improving at a rate that I haven't seen from any player in this class. I've been watching him since he was a freshman in high school, and every time I see him, he's a little bit bigger, a little bit stronger, a little bit more explosive. His shooting has improved. His ball handling is getting better. Um, he's a tremendous teammate. He's an outstanding connector. We're not talking about a guy who's going to be an all-star, in my opinion, like his father. You're looking at a, uh, you know, a DeAnthony Melton, Marcus Smart, best case, a Drew Holiday type player, a phenomenal role player who impacts winning at the highest level. Well, we all know the bloodlines there. Thank you so much for getting us set for this year's draft and also the next. Appreciate you guys. Now, the top-rated college prospect in this year's draft is Alabama's Brandon Miller. Yesterday, a Tuscaloosa police investigator testified that Miller delivered the gun that was used in the fatal shooting of 23-year-old Jamia Harris last month. The investigator said that Miller brought Darius Miles' gun to him on the night of the shooting after Miles asked him to do so. Miles later provided the gun to Michael Davis, who allegedly shot and killed Harris. Miller hasn't been charged. Now, at a press conference yesterday, Alabama coach Nate Oates said that the school had been aware of Miller's alleged link to the case and that Miller was in the, quote, wrong spot at the wrong time. Oates later said his comments, quote, came across poorly. Miller is the fifth overall prospect in the 23 rankings and is the leading scorer in the SEC this season. Miller also leads all freshmen in Division I scoring. Number two ranked Alabama will be in action tonight on ESPN2 against South Carolina. NBA Today will be right back. Reggie White, who's a defensive end for the Green Bay Packers, says that the firebombing of his church in Knoxville, Tennessee this week was the work of racists who may have been trying to hurt him. First there was one fire, then there was another, then there was another. It wasn't just Reggie's church that burnt down. Hundreds of churches burned in the 90s. I think we have a major problem in our country that we don't want to admit, and that has to do with racism. Was this 1996 or 1956? 
30 for 30 podcast and Antscape presents Through the Flames. Listen now wherever you get your podcasts. <clears throat> ESPN Tournament Challenge is here. And guess what? I'm doing my bracket right now. Making picks, predicting upsets, winning my bracket group, and leaving my old life as a part-time voice actor behind. Hey, you never know. And if I can do it while recording this awesome commercial, you can too. Anyone can bracket. Download the ESPN Tournament Challenge app to play the number one bracket game. Presented by Allstate. What if I change my policy? Oh, State Farm's there to help. And what if they change the value of a three-pointer? So half court is five points. Easy. How about from the pretzel guy? That's eight or nine. From the parking lot. Twelve and a half. Over. points. Yeah, that sounds right. Watch the NBA on ESPN presented by State Farm. Welcome back to NBA Today. Load management has been a hot topic as of late, to say the least. Current players, former players, media, everyone seems to have an opinion on it, who's to blame for it, and how to fix it. Take a look at this trend right here. Over the last five seasons prior to this one, the number of players to appear in every game has declined over time, with just five players last season playing all 82 games, the Fab Five. And this was a major point of conversation, load management at NBA all-star weekend sometimes to me the premise of a question as to whether players are playing enough suggests that they should be playing more that in essence we should there should be some notion of just get out there and play and having been in the league for a long time having spent time with a lot of um, some of our great legends I don't necessarily think that's the case I don't know who created the term load management or you know guys sitting out games or you know, this narrative uh, that continues to play on about star players or guys not being available. I don't know who started the narrative, but it's completely run amok. Um, I think it's dehumanized some of us in, in terms of uh, just the way we prepare ourselves day to day. Just play, man. If you, if you, if you, if you 80%, you got to play. I, I don't, I don't like all the sitting, missing games and stuff like these people, these people might have enough money to come to one game, you know what I'm saying? And it, that might be the game they come to and then you sitting out, you know what I'm saying? So I take pride in trying to play every game because I don't know, it might be one fan that has never seen me play and I'm trying to play. So I don't. that's the only thing I don't like, uh, guys just sitting out. I love that soundbite from Anthony Edwards, but Perk, we'll give you the floor here. Do you believe that this is a huge problem? And if so, how would you fix it, Perk? Well, yeah, it's a huge problem, and the only way to fix it is, is listen, if players uh, are allowed to, are, are going to be able to be able to manage their bodies and still get paid, then they're going to do that. So the only way to fix that problem is to hurt their pockets. Find a way to take their letters when they don't show up in these games, just like those people who pay their hard-earned money to see these guys play and they don't show up to work on the night that these, <laughs> these fans buy these tickets lose money. And then I want to dive into something else real quick. Kyrie just said he don't know where this low management thing came at. Just like we give Greg Popovich and the San Antonio Spurs all the credit and they just do for, for creating a hell of an organization and, you know, setting the standard for around the league and things to that nature, building culture, 
They're responsible for this. They the ones that started this. They started this with Tim Duncan. They started this with Mano Ginobili. They started this with Tony Parker. But to answer your question, though, Cheney, uh, the only way to do it is to take money from them, to hurt their pockets. Then they'll show up to work. Well, I have three things that I want to say on this topic. First, I'm going to pass out the blame pie. Ooh. The first thing I want to blame is analytics. When y'all show players y'all was going to judge us by the numbers, we're only going to play when we mm. 100%. That's one. Two, when fans and media started re-counting, oh, we're going to just minimize the regular season and just talk about what happens in the playoffs, and you're only going to count my rings? Well, then I'm only going to be ready for when it matters most. And then the third blame is actually on the players. Take pride in showing up and balling every night. And while you can blame the team in a lot of ways, I saw that 19 players have played in every game. That means those 19 guys aren't going by, quote unquote, what the training staff says. So that means if you wanted to show up every game, you actually could. Mm -hmm. And then one other thing, please. Okay, if you're going to sit out games, here's a rule that Adam Silver can just own right okay. now. You should only be able to do it at home games. You get 41 home games. These dudes sitting out on the road. Mm -hmm. You should only be able to sit out home games if you're going to do it. Interesting point. Ramona, your thoughts on load management? Mm -hmm. The solution? Yeah. I mean, look, some of it is the schedule. So the NBA has tried to change the schedule to minimize back-to-backs and to minimize the four games in five nights. What that's done, though, is made these really long road trips. I always have everybody telling me, you know, we're just out on the road forever. You have all these off days. With, that's hard on your body, too. But I think we need to get down to a conversation about this all-star break, okay? They was put in to have a longer break so everybody can have a break during the season, but it's taking up time to have this longer break here where you, if you just did away with this all-star break altogether, this is the lowest rated all-star all-star game in, uh, ever, okay? The, the ratings declined a lot um, that just came out today. And I, I think we have, we've been talking all week about the point of the all-star game. What if, what if you just said, have a break in the middle of the season, but take these days and, and space out so we don't have to have like all these schedules. Weekends. I like my all-star weekends. I hear you, Ramona. But, but everything should be on the but, table. But you're right. There are a lot more questions than there are answers, and I'm sure we're going to keep discussing yeah. this moving forward on the show, Perk. But, uh, Perk, go ahead. Yeah, but, but, but here's the thing. Like, we're making excuses right now, talking about shortening the schedule the, or adjusting the schedule. Like, these guys are doing a disservice to the next generation. Like, guys like Magic Johnson, Larry Bird, Kobe Bryant, uh, you know, MJ, KG, yeah. guys that showed up to work every single night for these guys to be getting paid 35 to $50 million a year, they have the same obligation to show up to work so that they don't hurt the next generation. Again, you know what's going to happen? The, the owners are going to go into the CBA and they're going to say, you know what? We're not doing these big deals no more. Now, all of a sudden, they're hurting the youth that's coming up under them. Like, this is just bad, man. So it's bad two ways and it's to lazy do it, though, and it's one, disrespectful. One way you do it is you incentivize players to play more games. You get bonuses for playing, let's say, over 65 games, over 70 games, et cetera, et cetera, rather than penalized yeah, for not they're playing. they getting paid $50 million. Okay, I think we're going to have to put a pin in this conversation. I'm sure this topic will continue as we really get to the, do you know, the home stretch of the NBA season, which is like 20. 30 games left but still to come when the players do play we get top plays top of the top is coming right up next
is the only punishment here. Now streaming, FX's Shogun. My master asks, what do you seek here? To vanquish our common enemies. Based on the global bestseller by James Clavell. War is coming. The epic saga of war, passion, and power. Let it come. FX's Shogun, now streaming on Hulu. One of the most prolific scorers in NBA history, Elgin Baylor revolutionized the game with his skills and his legacy can be seen in today's game. His impact also extended off the court as Baylor was a leading activist and voice throughout his playing and post-playing career. A Hall of Famer, Baylor was recognized with a statue outside of the Staples Center that was unveiled in 2018. We always have to show love to our own, and Kendrick Perkins released his book, The Education of Kendrick Perkins, an intimate memoir about race, fatherhood, and basketball, of course, from former NBA player and outspoken cultural critic. He didn't put Twitter God out there. Big Perk, NBA champion, staple of NBA Today here, now an author straight out of Beaumont, baby. Tell us a little bit about your book. <laughs> Well, well, Sinead, I just felt like it was the right time. And I dedicated this book to my mom, who was shot and killed when I was five years old by her best friend. And I also dedicated to my grandparents, who took me in and raised me. You know, my grandmother made 40 to $60 a week as a maid. My grandfather made $350 a month as the church janitor. And so I wanted to make it out. And my story, my journey started there. And I also, why it's called the education of Kendrick Perkins and his not just your typical memoir, is because I talk about the time when I was in the league and I went down to Lawrence, Kansas, and I went to anger management. It was the best two years of my, best two months of my life because it actually changed me as a man. And in the African-American community, you know, a lot of young African-American kids and, and teenagers and, and grown-ups are afraid to go get help or go seek counseling because you get frowned upon or you get laughed at. And I wanted to share my story to let them know that it's okay. And so I dived deep into the organizations that I played for, the 11 Hall of Famers that I played with, my whole journey, et cetera, how my dad wasn't in my life. So, you know, I just hope that anybody that go copy, they think that I hope it, it brings joy and it gives them some type of education and let them know who I am and what I went through. Amen, Perk. That's why we call you Pastor Perkins. Right, because you always hit the necessary themes. You also talk about I see, fatherhood. I see you ain't got your ashes today. It's Ash Wednesday today, baby. You talk about fatherhood, mm -hmm. though, in this book, and we got to let the people know about your family. As we see here with Stone, here he is, age 11, <laughs> straight up tearing up the hardwood, which means, because in honor yeah. of your book, we had to bring back ESPN draft analyst Jonathan Gavoni. We're talking about Stone. There's so many beautiful anecdotes and the role model that you have been for your own children. <laughs> so is Jonathan in the building? Yes, he is. Uh, John Jonathan, are we looking at one of the big names in the, get this, 2031 draft class? Well, I loved what I saw here in this video. Ball handling, perimeter shooting, passing off a live dribble, uh, trash talking already at, at this age. Of a lot of swagger here. Um, I see a lot of upside here. I'm definitely keeping an eye on him when my 2031 mock draft comes out. I love this. Final thoughts, Perk, on the book and also how your children are going to the league already.
Well, I mean, you know, I'm just trying to be the best father that I can, but I hope everybody go get it. It's everywhere, you know what I'm saying? And I hope you enjoy it. I appreciate the ones who already copped it. Real ones, go and get your book, The Education of Kendrick Perkins. And on that <laughs> note, go do that in commercial break. We'll be back in 60 seconds. <laughs> NBA Today is presented by Levi's, celebrating 150 years of the 501 gene. The future of the game, it, it's in your hands. LeBron is in year 20. Steph Curry is in year 14. Kevin Durant was drafted in 2007. It, it's you. You're, you're nodding. Is that, yeah? You, you get that weight done? Yeah, for sure. I think we all recognize it in our different our different ways, you know, I think it's something that we don't take lightly. You know, and we got at the end of the day, we gotta go out there and perform on a nightly basis to make sure we stay in that in that light. I cannot wait for that tomorrow. Malika sat down with the future of the NBA. We're talking about Luca, Jason Tatum, John Morant, and Donovan Mitchell. 3 p.m. Eastern time right here on NBA Today. But let's get right to it. It's time for Top of the Top West Coast Edition. A Western Conference top plays that we've seen so far up until NBA All-Star break. And this is Dimes, Mr. Rose. Luca to Don with the spin, drops it off the backboard. That's actually a missed shot. You think so? Yeah, that's a missed shot. You think that's a missed shot? Yeah, well, how about that right there? That's, that's a real a dime, dime right there. That's a dime. That's top of the line, right? Ooh, but you got to finish it. Got to finish it. You have to. Like, so much pressure on bigs after this. But exactly. speaking of bigs, you talked about uh, three-time potential MVP loading with now, these types of passes. Now, this is how you average over 10 assists at seven foot tall. That's mm. an incredible pass. What? Look at that one. That's a bullet, a bullet. right there. Okay, you better hit that. Looking like Jalen Hurts dropping those dimes. Okay, check this out here. Now, this is top blocks. Why does it have to be against my rock? And like, y'all really just like to try and real, You really playing D if you block somebody's jump. Oh, absolutely. Especially three-point shot. No doubt about it. Oh, okay, then we return the favor. I, I see you, nephew. Okay. I see you, KJ a little, Jr. A little former Rockets crime. And then, uh, obviously, look at this right here with the left, some and it's the, a snap. Some of the greatest shot blockers are left-handed, playing okay. against right-handed players. Okay. Okay, was that jaw? Yeah, that was jaw. Like, signature. Holla, Signature. Block chased down by John Morant. Gotta love that. That was top of the top. Touching We're gonna his get eyebrows more. Out. Absolutely. Tomorrow we've got Vince Carter and the upper room to crown the best dunk out of all the groups. So stay tuned for that. Um, this was fun. This was fun. Great job, by the way. And congratulations. Thanks, my friend. You're gonna do work this year with the Sparks. Everybody better come through. I got no, jerseys here for the whole crew. Once again, appreciate the love. Malika will be back hosting tomorrow. Yes, and uh, we held it down with my bro. Good job. Yes, sir. Good job. Good job. NFL Live, what's goody? Mina, oh. Laura.